Andy Media. The New Economy Network is really the beginnings of things. At a conference last year in August in in um, uh, Sydney, um, the rather fabulous Bronwyn Morgan from the University of New South Wales um, invited me to join with her and run a conference on social enterprise and a whole range of community-based economics. And when we started working together, what we realised we wanted to do was see if others wanted to join with us in forming some kind of network or coalition that would join up the dots of all the amazing people, projects and organisations around Australia that are in effect and have been for some time building this new economy. So I'll talk just briefly about the network and then I'll say to you what I think we think the new economy is um, and why we've chosen that term over so many other things. So the network itself, as I say, was kind of born from the conference. There was about 150 of us there. And Bronwyn and I facilitated a process that drew in lots of folks, got their thoughts and opinions, and really just asked the question, do people want to forge together some kind of alliance or network that brings very diverse people from the environmental, First Nations people, human rights, social enterprise, platform cooperativism, all of the great stuff. If we could join it all up, then we've pretty much got half the systems shift we need. Um, so that's what we started with. Since August last year, we've set a date and we've been planning this lovely, we're calling it a grassroots economics fiesta. And we're having that here in Brisbane in from the 1st to the 3rd of September. There's a wonderful program up. The website is easy to find, neweconomy.org.au. Um, it's three days of fun-filled happiness and really tackling some of the big tricky issues about what kind of systemic shifts and what kind of cultural change and economic change we want to see to create um, a future where the earth is at the centre of things, people are at the centre of things, um, and we have a nice, healthy, sustainable life. So that's the kind of beginnings of the network. We're officially launching the network at the September gathering. Um, there's a bunch of us on a steering group and several dozen human beings have been playing together nicely through fun things like Skype and Zoom um, on working groups. So we're really trying to make this network a grassroots created bottom-up sort of thing. So we've got people from the alternative um, currencies group, we've got a First Nations or Indigenous Economics working group, lots of people in the ecological economics space. Uh, we've got folks looking at feminism and gender and power, obviously lots of people focusing in on energy and food. So there's we're trying to connect with all people who are out there already doing great stuff. We're not looking to reinvent the wheel or make some big fat organisation. It's just a network, a way to find each other, support each other's work, amplify the good stuff and join up the dots so we can make some systems change. So, so I hope that explains a little bit about what the network is. That sounds great and really exciting. I mean, uh We've spoken on the program to, I think, you know, some of the, the luminaries uh, in this emergent kind of, you know, what's happening, uh, you know, in other parts of the world, uh, such as people from Inspiral and Michelle Bowens from the Peer to Peer Foundation and uh, Enric uh, Duran from uh, Faircoin, Fair Co-op. So it's something we kind of follow on the pro program pretty closely and it's, it's really exciting to hear that uh, stuff's starting to happen closer to home. Not quite here in Perth yet, but uh, we'll see what we can do about that. From a broad kind of point of view here, and I, I hate having to do this, uh, and I find myself doing it all too often, but just contrast this, this emergence with, I guess, the psychology and the, the 
uh, of someone like uh, that Donald Trump character. Just, uh, I guess, it's always a great way, I think, of just bring, put it, creating some contrast between uh, yeah, the kind of world we, we want versus what we're, what we're facing at the moment. Well, it's interesting. I think we can probably look closer to home for examples of what we don't want. Um, Trump has his own little regime of madness going on over there. But, I mean, there are so many people today who look at Australian federal politics and particularly also um, Queensland, which is where I am, Queensland state politics, and wonder who's really driving the car. Um, You know, a lot of people do wonder if, in fact, the Australian Resource Council, the fossil fuel industries, the large corporations... Um, seem to be having the most control over government policy. We're seeing that with um, the government's um, continuing support for things like the massive um, Carmichael Adani mine, the fact that the Queensland government is handing them things like completely free access to groundwater and water systems in Queensland. Um, So I don't think we need to look overseas to see the, the deep contrast. And in fact, I think you've asked a lovely question because I think a critical question is, Many people talk about change, but what are we changing from and what are we changing to? Mm. And, I mean, this is just me speaking. Um, the, the network is going to be um, – it already is many, many voices coming together to forge um, a, a kind of a stronger network and a stronger base for the things we want to see. And one of the big questions we're going to be asking at the conference through some sessions that go th- that weave in and out of the days we're together and come together at the very end will be – What is our strategy? You know, what is it as a group of folks who are, quite frankly, quite busy doing our own thing? There's people running co-ops, there's people doing amazing food projects, supporting Indigenous enterprise, but what is it that we want to move towards and move away from? Um, In simplest terms, I think, when you think about the things we're starting to um, really try to capture the words about what we stand for, um, and even on our little website, for anyone who's interested, um, there's a little bit of information there. So... Really, um, we see movements all around the world like the solidarity economy, sharing economy, collaborative economy, um, peer-to-peer, steady state, regenerative economy. Um, But we see they all share fairly similar goals regardless of the different names. And the first one is um, challenging the current dominant system that relies on fossil fuels, large-scale resource extraction, and fundamentally unjust structures of ownership and wealth distribution. Mm. Uh, The fact that corporations have such extreme power is because we, the people, have given it to them. Our elected representatives make laws. They make laws that enable these corporations to turn into the equivalent of an institutional vampire. It lives forever, has pretty much no morality, and sucks the life out of everything around it. So I think those big problems we're looking at, the big structural inequity and the structural destruction um, of our natural world and our and our many of our communities is the thing we want to move away from. What we want to move towards will, I suspect, be very much um, a greater level of diversity. We want to create and strengthen diverse economies. We want to be able to support people in ways that are far deeper and far more meaningful than just earning a buck and buying a product. We're interested in social justice, cultural diversity. Um, But for me, particularly, um, ecological health and ecological restoration should be sitting at the at the centre and the forefront of our minds when we think about the day to day activity that we we now wrap up in the word, you know, economy. So so I think we're trying to move away from the dominant system in industrial society that alienates people, destroys the environment, 
um, and really has brought us to a place where both climate change and other ecological crises um, are front and centre and really quite scary. So we try to maintain optimism in the face of all of those negative things because there is so much to be optimistic about. Um, just the sheer excitement around the building of the network has been really exciting um, for myself and others. Um, there's a real hunger for people to get to that next level. I think there's a lot of great people out there doing really cool projects and they want to join up, but in a meaningful way that might might help us um, move forward. So I, I think that's what we're trying. I think that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Look, there's you've touched on that a bit there, but the you know there is this I guess siloing that happens, isn't it, between uh, the different efforts between you know social justice uh, campaigners, between environmental campaigners, between cooperative you know people working in cooperatives and you know worth remembering there's a you know a long tradition of cooperatives and successful cooperatives in around Australia but there's the whilst those values as you're saying uh, there's a lot of common ground there often not working cohesively specifically on around the the green groups and I'm asking you this question because I understand this is partly where you've come from with your own personal journey your professional work What's the what's your I guess call out to people you know environmental campaigners uh, from whatever group to catch on I guess to this emerging this emergence this kind of post capitalist movement that's starting to build around the world uh, through you know some of those uh, those movements that you've named there the social economy the solidarity economy peer to peer etc. Yeah, well, um, well, I think the good news is that um, there's a lot of folks in the environmental movement that are connected to these ideas already. I know, for example, the Australian Conservation Foundation has um, an economist, at least one or two in their ranks, and they do a whole range of analyses on, you know, the financial impacts and, and uh, of the devastation of forestry and other such things. Um, I guess my my core interest is just helping people find each other and connect up and if the economy, if that word lights people up the way it does, then I think we kind of engage with the issues around that, the, the issues that kind of are front and centre for people on a daily life sort of basis. And then we connect up dots so that we can actually embed all of these wonderful ideas about a new economy or, or some people would say reverting to a more ancient economy, mm. um, but actually wrap them inside the idea of ecological health is primary and we have to find limits and constraints and redefine the good life so that we can continue to be happy humans, happier even, in a world that doesn't expect us to work like uh, crazy hours or be away from family for crazy amounts of time, um, a more compassionate society. So my call out isn't just to any sector in particular, um, it's a, a big, open, happy, joyful invitation to come and play with lots of other cool people who are trying to... Um, move beyond just their own daily work and actually look up and connect with others, which I know a lot of people are interested in doing because, you know, everyone's so busy trying to focus on the issues that are at hand. Um, sometimes it's hard to have time to do what we call the meta work, which is yeah. how, we, how we're building the network is really with great compassion. It's about saying, well, not everyone's got the time to do this, so what can we do that makes it easier for everyone to find each other, you know, yep. or to connect around core areas of work or to cut across geographic space or cut across jurisdictional boundaries? So so that's what we're trying to do, yeah. I, I love that um, pre-capitalist kind of what you've suggested there. I think that's a, a, a my question of post-capitalism, but I take your point. You know, this actually... 
are pre-capitalists and you know, looking to our indigenous brothers and sisters for for their um, wisdom. There is, uh, uh, I, I love the, the framing of that, but I do kind of want to just uh, push this point a little bit um, in terms of the even the Greens, I think, and um, you know certainly some of the more mainstream environmental groups attempting to. Uh, you know, do their work within uh, within the bounds of business as usual to a certain extent. And sure, they talk about a uh, you know renewable energy economy, the green economy, and so forth. But it, there's there's a, there is a bit of a distinction there, isn't there, between or well, tell me what you whether you agree um, between I guess uh, you know the solidarity economy, you know the peer to peer economy, and you know just kind of uh, Polishing up capitalism a little bit. Is it fair for me to ask that question, or is that a bit? Uh, a bit uh... Oh no, I, I understand. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely agree that what we've. I, I think because I'm in my mid forties, so I've seen the heyday of ecologically sustainable development back in 1992. I was in government as a young person, watching our older. Um, government elders go off to the big Rio gathering and the, the declaration and, and you know, I've done the analysis. Uh, the, the bigger political frameworks around sustainable development did for some time actually create a really positive burst of energy. So um, in the early 90s, if you look across legislation and government policy across Australia, um, there was a sort of a feeling that we could have it all. You know, we could do sustainability and we could still be a thriving, prosperous place I think in those days a lot of environmental groups were um, productively working with both government and you know other corporate interests because everyone thought that ESD was a way forward. Um, eventually, the, the the label got tarnished, the the the, the words got appropriated, um, corporate social responsibility was ingested with you know a whole range of ideals that corporations were trying to sell. They were doing the right thing and. Sometimes I feel like we've all looked up from the ESD party and said, oh, my God, we had a lot of energy and excitement, but every single indicator is telling us that the planet's in worse shape. The state of environment reports are showing us that Australia's environmental conditions are decreasing. Um, so something wasn't working, right? Um, and when I give presentations, I often show that the interlinked circles of ESD were all about balancing society or social and economic and environmental issues. I'm not interested in that. I think that has failed. Um, ESD as a model has failed, not because some of the efforts and the amazing uh, work of scientists and, and environmentalists has made a huge number of gains. But I think the difference now is what people are trying to do is really rearrange things so that we understand in a simple way that nested sustainability, this idea that, I mean, the way to think about it is an egg. Our planet Earth is an egg and our yolk could be you know the economy but the big white gooey stuff is society now if if we break that egg if we don't look after our ecosystem all of the other stuff that we think is so important falls out the edges and it falls apart so if we think about planet earth as a precious egg let's look after the boundaries the planetary boundaries the ecosystem's health that we live within and rearrange things to put ourselves back into a place where we fit within the scale of what the finite world can give us um, and we need to become a more you know, positive presence on the earth, not this horrible, destructive group of citizens. Um, so I think some people might argue that some of the old approaches of both government and environmental groups is still locked into this mindset um, 
that development and chipping around the edges and mitigating around the edges is the way to go. Where in fact, I guess, really ultimately what the new economy and all of the other variations of this movement and these people represent is we can't do that anymore. We actually have to put the brakes on the human experiment and re rein ourselves back in so that, that Mother Earth has some space to live and breathe and that we should be doing some restoration. So, so I don't know if that's a really long-winded way of answering your question, but I do think the framework of really fundamentally accepting ecological limits and embracing the discipline that caring for country should be putting on us, that shifts how we see ourselves. And linking that back to the organisation that I co-founded with some friends five years ago, which is what I think of as my home base professionally, the Australian Earth Laws Alliance, we were created because of this recognition that human activities in the industrial world have gone beyond the scale of anything that was ever sustainable. Mm. And we have to rein ourselves back in. We're very much inspired by deep ecology, the work of Thomas Berry and of many First Nations people around the world. The idea that we are just one humble member of the living earth community. We're interconnected, interdependent, and it's only human hubris, arrogance, and occasionally the excuse of ignorance that has left us in a place where we have taken over all the space and the, the functioning ecosystems that other biodiversity require. So from an earth jurisprudence point of view, we have to shift all of these underpinning structures from law and governance and economics and education from blatant disregard for the natural world and, and a program of destruction. We have to shift all of these systems back so that we respect, look after and care about the living world, both multi-species justice, caring about plants and animals and each other. So um, I, I think it's an exciting time to be alive if you can occasionally stop being freaked out completely by climate change because yeah. we are seeing we are seeing the kind of positive movements responding to all that stuff. Um, and it was interesting, though, I was at a forum on Monday and there's a lot of folks there a lot older than me. And some of them, unfortunately, were a bit negative about things, you know, saying, oh, we did all this, we've tried it all in the 60s and 70s and we were wiped out by the tsunami of neoliberalism in the 80s. And yeah. But eventually we had these conversations and I said, well, I'm hoping that we've learnt from those lessons and we can look to the wisdom of how corporate and other vested interests have taken over the planet um, and maybe the um, only positive thing to come out of the climate change crisis at the moment is that people who care are really taking it very seriously, that we have to shift the way we do our work, our business. Um, it can't just be balancing these different interests. The, the living system comes first and if it doesn't where well, we end up exactly where we are now um, yeah. really threatening those very systems which is both morally materially and spiritually you know heinous it's a crime <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and look it um you know what is emerging is something that's really exciting and is going to uh, result in much more rich uh fulfilling lives uh you know for for all of us um so talk to us about that about the upcoming program and what's uh what's going to be discussed there i'm sure we've you know it's it's super exciting i mean i think that's the the key message um that you know when i'm talking about these things it's like who's happy with the world as it is uh you know there's so many um yeah, this is just apart from the, the stuff to be depressed about um, you know, let's just frame this as uh, something that's really exciting and emerging. So in that yeah. light, talk to us yeah, about the conference. 
Yeah, so um, it, we're, we're kind of tagging it as this grassroots economics fiesta, which is kind of funny in its own way because um, there's a lot of wonderful literature, like I think there's a book called Take Back the Economy by Jenny Cameron and some amazing folks in the community economics space um, in New South Wales. And in a way, this conference is kind of almost a, an embodiment of that. What we're trying to do is remind everybody that we're all working within the economy and we have both the power to shift it um, and the power to join up with others and, and do the heavy lifting together, the systemic stuff that's really quite impossible to do by changing a light bulb or working alone. So the conference is from Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd. On the first day, on the Friday, we've got um, we've deliberately structured it as a plenary, meaning everybody's in the room together, mm-hmm. and we're hoping there'll be several hundred people. We've got room for 300 folks in there. Um and we've got folks like, we've got a session called Critical Parameters for the New Economy, and that will have Emeritus Professor Ian Lowe talking about climate change and Australian ecological health. We've got a really marvellous First Nations elder, Mary Graham. She's a, a Kombu Mary Waka Waka a woman, works out of the Gold Coast there, and she gives a wonderful talk about relational economics. Um, and I sort of really was excited to bring her into the program because I think as Many Aussies know uh, the system that the governance system that existed in, on this continent before 230 years ago was one of the you know most successful earth-centered bioregional steady-state economies in the world. Mm. Um, so we've got an awful lot to learn. I know we can't wind things back. Our population and and style of life is very different, but there's many lessons to learn about attitudes and uh, relational activities that we can do and be part of. So. We've got Richard Dennis from the Australia Institute, Bob Costanza, who's kind of one of the, the co-founders, really, of um, a lot of ecological economics. Uh, we're, we're, we're tackling the hard stuff. We're talking about growth, consumption and population, uh, doing that in a very respectful way so that people don't get a little hot under the collar. <laughs> None of these issues are, diffi- uh, are, are easy to talk about. You know, I often joke when I'm being you know, cheerfully flippant um, that... If you think about industrial society like a like a kid that's never been told no, and then suddenly someone says no, you can't have these things, then we do start to stomp around and get stroppy. Um, how we start to live within our ecological limits is the ultimate challenge. So they're not going to be easy conversations, but with respect and with uh, fortitude, we can hold those conversations together and move into a space where we can <laughs> confront the difficult stuff more easily. Yeah. Uh, we've got Amanda Carl from the Centre for Social Change talking about diversity um, and building the post-fossil fuels economy. Uh, Darren Sharp from Social Surplus looking at technology and inequality. We've got gender and power. Um, we've got folks looking at the old new economy movements, all of the how mutual cooperativism emerged through the Industrial Revolution and co-ops as one of the oldest forms of sort of modern-day institutions. Um, and that's just day one. And we've got Kate Raworth for speaking about donut economics, which has been a, a really nice way for people to get their heads around this nested sustainability or this nested way of, of working. So that's just day one. And then what we do is we're framing it all up together. And um, on the Saturday, I kind of refer to it as going down the rabbit hole. We've got five or six parallel sessions. So be, at any one time, there's going to be five or six amazing sessions to pop into and have a yarn about and look at everyone from food systems to community energy, um, understanding degrowth and steady state economics, a whole range of sessions on currencies, and some, some stuff that you probably wouldn't find in your average academic economics sort of symposium because we've got an entire stream around subjective experience, which is people's own personal experience. So it's a bit about um, emotions and feelings and 
communication and how we actually interact with both the folks we want to work with, the folks we don't want to work with, uh, and how we can be able as an individual human being to sort of maintain all of this work and to be part of all of that work. Don't suggest, Michelle, that... Please don't suggest, Michelle, that any of us need to do any of our own internal work to get this great work done. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I'm really grateful to all the people who've kind of started to be part of the network. You know, I mean, I'm here chatting about it, but I'm just working hard to hold the space. Excuse me. What I'm really wanting is for folks like me in the steering group to hold the space while everybody else fills it with amazingness. So that's what we're chasing. 